You know, I think what could be maybe, and again, thinking, trying to be like upside potential, right? Of where AI could help us here. I think folks would, where you know, there's so many diametrically opposed positions on something like abortion. When it comes to homelessness, I feel like that's a that's a that's a condition that most people feel, you know, the outcome should be the same in terms of like homelessness is a problem, right? Like we don't want people to have to suffer from homelessness. Um, I, I'm going to push back on that. I have heard people say, I don't care if they're homeless. I just don't want to see them. Oh, and, and that's fine. So I, I no, and so and that's what I mean by that in terms of like the solution could be put them all in Texas. The motivation is totally different, right? right? But the outcome would be no homelessness, right? In your area, in your area, the, yeah. whether whether you don't. Taylor, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you, right? The whether goal is no homelessness. Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In my face. So, so I think with <laughs> that that being like the core driver, right? Like I don't want homelessness to be near me, or for people like or at all, right? you could then maybe train a bot, right? So Ben, if you're saying that data set doesn't exist, and, and I agree with you, I don't, I don't think there's something out there. I don't think ChatGPT would be able to effectively answer that, that question is how do we address this globally, nationally, however you want to phrase it, but could you train a bot to do that? Could you, because there are, there, are, there are ways to look around and say, hey, in, in communities who have seen improvements around the condition of homelessness, what, what were the things that worked? Thanks for joining us on another episode of Boardroom in the Basement. We're going to continue talking about AI today, hopefully from the positive side. If you like the show, please help us out. Subscribe. We also love to hear from you. Feedback, ideas are welcome at Boardroom FM. Leave us a note or a voice message and stick around to the end of the show. We're going to do a fun exercise where each of us choose a coalition meant to help us navigate a new world with AI involved. Otherwise, I'm Brett Hale. Joined by Taylor, Mr. Sustainableism Low. Love it. Yeah. Hi. And Ben taking the hard line, Glather. Hey, everybody. Initial thoughts on 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 AI. Any anything from the news that jump out to anybody that you want to start with? Nothing from the news, but I am curious. And maybe Ben, uh, I'm thinking about our last episode. You were, I think you were like 70% pos- on the positive to like, remember we did our like an- anxious to like yeah. opportunity and you are our most optimistic. So I, I'm, I want you to answer that question and, and kind of start off with like, what, what do you hear in the news or yeah. like, what is, where's your mind going with the upside of AI? Well, I have been, um, layer in some anthropomorphism also. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, uh, kind of just holding, uh, informal discussions with my friends and family and stuff mm-hmm. about AI. And and again, where I stay positive is um, I, I don't know that I fully understand it, but I feel like the general public doesn't really understand it. Sure. And they do, and just like, and I, I was winking to Taylor when I was asking you about AI, and I'm like, wait, what do you mean it can't do it for you? Because I feel like that's what I hear yeah. everyone saying is they're like, well, yeah, you could just go to like Chad GBT and you're like a marketing professional now. Right. And I'm like, well, what are you talking? You know, like it, you, you could ask it to help you, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then, and then even, you know, and then I talk to people, oh yeah, my, my son told me is his class and they're worried about this cheating. And I'm like, 
man, there's been cliff notes since the 60s. Yeah. Like you, you could always go to Google and, and ask it and then paraphrase things, right? Mm -hmm. So I um I guess as I'm talking to people, my my uh I stay pretty high on the positive side of it. Hmm. I think there is a um and I feel like that the doomsday part, maybe not as far away as I wish it was, but I think it is far from being there. Mm-hmm. And, and so like I, hours or what are you talking about <laughs> for years because because our systems are not there yet and and i'll give you i'll give you an exam an exact example is the and and i learned this from doing a little bit of research about this they were talking about the the age of our faa system yep. and like the software that does or not i don't know if it's faa that you know but i think that's the body but the um the air traffic controller system yep it's like 25 years old Yep. Like it's it's not anywhere near ready to take a leap to be able to like put it all on one page, have something control it, have have a have a easy way to <laughs> to to redirect, you know, it it's very um laborious mm -hmm. still. You know, and 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 they For don't a have a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again though, but you'd have to upgrade. You know, there there's so many things, and and I think our anyway. So I'm still I'm still very high in and what I've been reading through and stuff, and some of the things that even some of the positive things mm -hmm. seem like it's still a ways off, quite hmm. frankly. Yeah. But I'm no, I'm 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 still very positive on it. And and I would say the more I've talked to people, the less understanding people have about it. That that's also what scares me, right? Like, I totally, I see your point, and and I agree with you. But I also then think, if people don't take this seriously right now, it it has that much more chance of like taking people by surprise, like big nasty surprise. Unintended consequences are. Yeah, I mean they're huge. Yeah, right. People see. I think. I think it's 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 easy. Maybe not easy. Maybe for men it's easy. Uh, like <laughs> seeing the upside, right, and just being like, this is an opportunity. I, but I think the ones that get missed are like the scenarios you're not looking at, yeah. and you're like, oh shit, we never thought about that, and right. here it is. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Have you? But like, are there positive things that you're hearing, reading, Brett? Yeah, I mean, I I think the first job, honestly, that this this can actually displace, which is a good thing, are politicians. To be perfectly honest, interesting. Say more. Um, at the end of the day, you know, the our politicians are are saying something in public and doing something behind the scenes to either keep their job, make money, mm -hmm. or, or or represent their constituents. Um, and you know, it's a it's a mix of all the people out there. Mm -hmm. But I think um, as AI gets gets more pervasive in the in the community, all this stuff is going to be very clear. Like, if you were to ask ChatGPT, "Hey, who should I vote for given this?" Hmm. it might spit out an answer, and you're like, "Uh, uh you're wrong." ChatGPT is going to be like, "Oh yeah, well here's why," and you're going to be like, "Oh crap, hmm. maybe I am a liberal, maybe I am a conservative. <laughs> I didn't know that." Interesting, right? So I, I think there's a lot of change like that that can happen that, you know, if you think about the, the education side, which 
which I think drives a lot of what this country needs. Uh This actually gets people, man, this is just fraught with, with, with problems too, but it gets people in a state where they can read information that's based on fact and not opinion that's spread out online. Fully realizing that this fact <laughs> is generated by an AI and based on all the everything else out there, but but I think it gets us a lot closer to to being educated by facts and data versus yeah. versus opinion. Yeah, I, and I hate to I feel like I'm like poo pooing on our positive episode, but like the thing that I worry about, and it came up last episode, was the disinformation potential, right? Or like, you know, I I just think of you know, there's a, a group of people out there, many people out there who would probably ask ChatGPT that question, like, who should I vote for if I care about this? Or like, who's the supporters of this initiative or that? And it providing an answer that they don't like and just being like, nah, it's, this this chatbot's wrong. Let me go find it somewhere. Let me go ask somebody else, a different chatbot, like a different one, right? Like honestly, and I'm not, and I'm trying to go political on the show or anything like this, but like, imagine a world where like Donald Trump builds a chatbot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just think about that, right? They're not gonna go to open AIs. They're gonna be like, let me go use the a true social bot. You know what I mean? And ask that, you know? Yeah. And who the hell knows how that's trained? Brett, you bought a bias last episode, so I'm I'm gonna try to squash these thoughts for our happy episode, <laughs> <laughs> but. That's what's coming up. <laughs> I, uh, I I agree with you. What you said, that is the scariest thing right. in the world to me. But it's I, a positive. I, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the scariest thing in the world to me is when we start, you know, you it, it can collect a lot of data, and that's awesome. But when you, I mean, again, you're just, you're, it's one more step removed. Like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna ask it this question, and I'm gonna go forth and do what it tells me to do. I mean, we already get that all day, every day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from which whatever you use online is your voice back at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we all know that, and and that's how actually how I see it. Yeah, it's just a, it's going to be another one of those tools. And that that's going to be your, quite frankly, your voice back at you. Mm-hmm. And and I would say the most information wins. Yeah, I I, I would challenge that though. Like I, I I get what you're saying. There should be a whole lot more data that's like just fact based data taken in with this opinion, right? And I think that's the positive side for me is that. A news article right now, they take the data and they spin it, right? In, yeah. In whatever way that makes their case. Yeah. Where And what I've seen from ChatGPT, and maybe we can do this live in a sec, but ask it a question, and, and you can see it would – if 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 I had to guess, I'd say, who should I vote for in the Colorado Senate race? Yeah. Um, if I just go ask that question right now, the answer for me is like, I'm not, not – a you know, in a position to put my opinion about who you should vote for, but here are the facts around the candidates and where to find more information. Yeah. I would expect an answer like that. Yeah. Granted, that's ChatGBT. I think to your point, Taylor, if somebody else is building an AI out there that looks like ChatGBT, mm-hmm. uh, they can certainly 
very easily make it for, for nefarious purposes. But, mm-hmm. but I think that's the positive I'm trying to draw out right now is like, there's, there should be a lot more data involved in, in these decisions that are now displayed, um, instead of just opinion that mm-hmm. has already been spun. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me build on the positive, that kind of the positive political theme, if you will, Brett. And so I think about things like, um, policy, right? So we, you know, and it's hard with politics, right? Because there's always different motivations and different drivers behind anything. But when you look at uh, just like the, the broad concept of what policy is and like how it's built, um, it's based on data, it's based on, you know, you know, facts, most of the time, it's based on, you know, trends, like, it's, it's a very analytical process. And I think, the the methods and techniques used for like driving and informing policy right now um and, and it depends on like what sector you're in what industry blah 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 but like um from my personal experience and having gotten to work with it like in the energy space um like it's slow like it's a lot of like you know backward looking it's um you know trying to see the trends and it's not always so clean and yeah. so i think a, a, a an area that could you know, really be served by a chat GPT like bot is, is helping kind of disseminate and, and gather that data, a lot of it, right? Yeah. Um, find, you know, kind of where things are connected in ways that aren't inherently obvious. So it would take a lot of work, right? Like, oh, you know, you know, the, you know, population in this part of the country has been growing. So, you know, energy demand is going to, you know, go up by this much, but, Oh, you know, here are some other factors or some things you maybe didn't consider that would actually change, you know, what would be a normal assumption or would break this model, right? And just seeing the things that aren't as intuitive and take a lot of kind of like human critical thought and um, analysis to kind of find, that that to me is like a positive thing. It's like, where are we putting in so much analytical work that is pretty straightforward, but requires a ton of effort right to right. do it right that's where bot is just like hey yep i've got the data um i can do it way faster than you and you're it's gonna it's gonna get you the same result like the same kind of outputs um but won't require as much um kind of rigor if you will yeah and and by the way i can use a whole bunch of other data sets that you probably didn't even think exactly of that, yeah exactly what, what are, i don't agree with either of you at all. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This episode has taken turn after yeah. turn. I agree that, well, so factually, like, yes, AI ChatGPT can analyze data quicker and look at more data quicker and stuff and, and help get to some of those things. So, yes, I agree with that. But I would say that policy and politics are n- are rarely fact-driven right yeah and i would say that they are almost exclusively opinion yeah and you know and and driven by and and also ulterior ulterior motives well and 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 also you know they they change with what with what's going on with the 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 culture the the you know depending upon what issue it is like the global climate the you know the, the 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 sentiment of the world, right? I'm not talking climate. You know, um, 
and and I would say you know it's it's one of these things like you know using energy. Yeah. When gas is super expensive, then we become more open to, you know, going back and drilling more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so I I don't think that that's fact. You know, I mean, I guess it's fact driven as far as hey the the price is high, but you know I I think very you know the the rest of it kind of gets thrown out of the window, and and same thing with politics and. And like who you're gonna pick, right? I mean, a lot of times also that is a, you know, it, I would say a lot of times there's not a right answer. There's a hey, this is a problem that we have, mm-hmm. and there's more than one way to deal with that problem. So somebody would say, you know, s- something like homelessness, right? I mean, there there's almost. There's not a right answer, right? I mean, I, I think everyone is, you know, they've tried many, many things, you know. So, so one one person would say, "Hey, here's my idea for this," and another person would say they have an idea. Mm-hmm. So, I I would say that there's very little facts involved in politics and policy. Yeah, so and, I, and I agree with you, and and I want to just distinguish. It's a hot topic. By yeah, the way. I'm like chomping at the bit. So yeah, no, there's one one <laughs> statement, one statement, and and it's it's just to to back that up in that policy creation is different from policy implementation, right? And and that's just to say you can have the best, most sensible, most like well founded idea for a policy and getting it implemented and passed and enacted, totally different. Yeah, totally yeah. Different. I, I agree with yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And I think my point too, like obviously, I think politicians create policy. They get just destroyed trying to make compromises, and then it works for nobody. Um, they they then they they're intent on voting others down if they're they're popular. So mm-hmm. you don't even get it to like fully implemented by the time it gets voted down, and you're left in a weird half state. Um, you know, I think there's it's a lot of problems with the political side of this, but I think the the point I really want to make is if I could go to chat GBT right now and say, you know me, you're my assistant. I've put in like all my stuff. You've read all my, everything I have. Mm-hmm. I want to vote for this guy. Do they align with me? Like what, mm. how, how much do they actually align? Mm-hmm. And then if I had an output that, you know, cause right now you can do that research and, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you were to do that for everybody you voted for, it would take, I mean, probably days, yeah, days and days. Yeah, no, I mean, I've done that, right? Right. Where, like, I've taken the time to go through an entire ballot and the people on it, and it's just like, okay, do I, who do I actually want to? And it's, it's right. arduous. And, and so, like, the default is, I, I have a default on my ballot. I'm yep. sure each of us do, right? Like, mm-hmm. we go on one side or the other. Um, I think having this information at the, my fingertips where I could say, like, here are the actual places that don't align, and then I can make a decision of like if that's a deal breaker or not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that puts more power back in our hands. I think once we started making those changes, I think policy then can be more fact driven. Like I I can imagine if if somebody right now said used whatever AI system say here's how we solve homelessness. Ninety percent chance we're gonna make a huge dent into it. It doesn't matter if that's true or not. And I think this is your point, Ben. Like, if a liberal puts that over there, the conservative party is going to be like, no, you're wrong, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, I, I'll stop you there. That, my point was that I, I don't think 
that you can use to to go back to the very beginning. I, I don't think that this gets to a fact based you ever. And, well, to, to to just call you to go back to the very beginning statement that you said that where I I said I disagree. You're saying. I think ChatGPT can help me with making more fact-based choices on this, and that's where I disagree. I don't think there is a fact-based choice. I, I don't think you could say, like using the homelessness, I brought that up. I don't think anybody can say, hey, here's how to fix it. I, I don't think any, the smartest people in the world, I, I don't think there's any study, any report, any anything that can that tells you how to fix homelessness. So because that doesn't exist, how on earth do you find a factual way to fix homelessness? So, so you're saying the data set that AI would be trained on is non-existent. So how could they possibly solve the problem? Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, 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 and I, and I guess, and, and same thing kind of with just all, you know, politics and policy stuff. Like I, I think a lot of this, is you know it's and and I'm I'm just saying I think it's opinion based mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and and you know even going into super controversial land right I mean you know homelessness is one thing but you know you start looking you know social security right and or or you know abortion or or, or any of these super hot topic things they are all opinion based there there is no you know I mean you can. Mm -hmm. it, it's there there is not a hardcore fact either way you know what's interesting though and and you just said something that popped this into my my brain so i think about the the homelessness uh issue you know i think what could be maybe and again thinking trying to be like upside potential right of where ai could help us here i think folks would where you know there's so many diametrically opposed positions on something like abortion. When it comes to homelessness, I feel like that's a that's a that's a condition that most people feel, you know, the outcome should be the same in terms of like homelessness is a problem, right? Like we don't want people to have to suffer from homelessness. Um, I, I'm going to push back on that. I have heard people say, "I don't care if they're homeless. I just don't want to see them." Oh, and, and that's fine. So I, I no, and so and that's what I mean by that in terms of like the solution could be put them all in Texas. The motivation is totally different, right? right? But the outcome would be no homelessness, right? In your area, in your area, the, yeah. whether whether you <laughs> don't. Taylor, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you, right? The whether, goal is no homelessness. Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In my face. So, so I think with <laughs> that that being like the core driver, right? Like I don't want homelessness to be near me, or for people like or at all, right? you could then maybe train a bot, right? So Ben, if you're saying that data set doesn't exist, and, and I agree with you, I don't, I don't think there's something out there. I don't think ChatGPT would be able to effectively answer that, that question is how do we address this globally, nationally, however you want to phrase it, but could you train a bot to do that? Could you, because there are, there, are, there are ways to look around and say, hey, in, in communities who have seen improvements around the condition of homelessness, what, what were the things that worked, right? and piece that together from around. And, and I think this is a great opportunity to bring in like the global lens, right? Homelessness isn't just a thing that, you know, you're dealing with in your neighborhood here in America. Like, it, you know, there are people, I mean, 
Brett and I got a chance to go to South Africa last year, and you know, homelessness is at a completely different level. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the biggest yeah. house, exactly. And so it's like, how do you? How could you take take all this information and these things that you know are, are would be hard for a team or a group or an org or like whatever to like really piece together a plan that you could then present and be like. This is this is like a, a, a an approach to a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's not a right answer. I agree, yeah. but here's an approach that we've used all the data that exists everywhere to help inform, and and we and we we want to like try this. And we've used AI to help build this. We've used AI to help you know make these connections. We've helped AI to you know disseminate things quickly. Um, and so so here let, let me. Yeah, I yeah. think where you're headed is potentially what it does is by collecting all the information, what it can tell you with facts Mm -hmm. is say in areas where homelessness is low, Mm -hmm. there's more investment in education there. It's a warmer climate or, you know, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. And, and, and can point those facts out to you. So then you can use those to try to come up with some, some plan to, to, uh, Solve the unhoused situation. Yeah, I think no, it's called these days. So yeah, take yeah. that. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Brett. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but no, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Right? Is you know, to I think about the organizations and the institutions that are are built to to really help address these issues. Right? They're chronically underfunded. They're typically like nonprofit organizations. Um, you know, you can't really get government like support. You know, or the, the, I mean, you can, but like not to a sufficient level. And it's because it's it, it's resources, it's time, it's energy, mm-hmm. right? But an AI bot, you know, for intents and purposes, and in, in, in a very very simplified way of thinking about it, right, is it's it's free and it's free 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 labor, free energy. You know, all that that work and effort that you would need an army of people to really bring together. Here's a here's a tool that you can use to now really build effective, um, you know, approach and methods to a to a to an issue that people are again centrally feel the same way about a thing, right? I think again that's the core of it, and and let's let a a, a tool a technology bot work its way to a solution without having to, um, you know. You can raise an army of people or resources to to make it happen. Yeah. Well, I I definitely think that the AI could help. I just don't and I, and and I'm I'm not trying to like I'm I'm just saying like honestly like I I don't think that it can um get to I I don't think it can get to an answer on that. And and what also happens is because it, it can make a it could make a recommendation. Right, but an easy recommendation. Mm-hmm. I can I can tell you how to solve it. Build houses for everybody. I mean, we don't have money to do that, and that's not realistic, and we can't keep it going. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying. So, yeah. so you can have like an answer that solves it. But I'm but to take yeah. I mean, I um and and yeah, I, I definitely think that it could help. I'm I'm just saying on on the black or white true you know almost like a true or false Mm -hmm. can it do it and i'm just saying i'm saying no but that's all i mean i'm and and just coming back to the thing of like you know and and then there i i come back to 
I would I would then apply that to almost anything that would be opinion based or or that you know it, it you know that is really hard. I don't know the answer to mm-hmm. of of a right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Like how do we solve some of these very complex, big, you know, really social issues? Yep. I don't think there is a right or wrong answer, and and I don't think that AI can get to that. I'm wondering. Question for both of you: What problems exist that? <laughs> that we feel everyone feels like agrees is a problem, right? No matter your political affiliation, no matter your um, cultural background or your heritage, are there problems out there that you think people all feel kind of agree about that need to be fixed? Yes. And how, like, what are those? And could AI help there? Like what, what, what are those problems? I'm, I'm it, curious. I, I want to go back just a second, it, but to answer your question, the definition of the problem is important, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So what is the problem we're trying to solve? Because when we say it's homelessness or immigrants, the part of the, the problem is that's not the problem, right? Like homeless people aren't the problem. Correct. So what is, what is the actual outcome? And I think that's where AI needs to be taught how to respond. It's like given constraints. Yeah. I want to solve the homelessness problem, but we can't afford to build... You know, the solution can't be building houses for everybody. Right. Yeah. It could be part of it for sure, but there's just not enough money. Or or the problem isn't just like uh, setting the police after them every day and just clearing this area so they become someone else's problem, right? Um, yeah, honestly, what's the root cause? Right. Which is, there's not one thing even, right? And so it's it's it'd be an exercise of teaching it to address all the root causes of what leads people to you know, have to be suffering from homelessness. Right. Yeah. So I see your point. Exactly. And I totally agree. It's, it's like, what is the problem we're trying to solve? And it's not just one problem. It it looks like the, the way we experience it, it feels like a problem, but it's actually multiple problems. Right. Cause you, if like homelessness could be drugs, right. Could be mental health. Yep. Could be, um, inflation, I mean, the list goes on and on. So, so if many. you were to say... Could, could be all of them. Could be. I mean, totally. for sure it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I'm one sorry. person. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I mean, it could be all those things in one. Uh, during the pandemic, I bet you that's a very high possibility. Yep. Um, but, but take that and then say, all right, now let's get focused. Instead of trying to make it a political uh, broad issue, we're saying, how can we reduce the number of uh, people that are homeless due to inflation? Right, let's let's start with that population first, right. and then kind of break try to keep breaking it down into that that set of root problems, right? To start tackling, I think even one of the conditions that you could build into a tool like that are the current po- like political landscape, and and not mean what I mean by that is, you know, what are what are the limits of the law and what's allowed, right? So if you know. Um, you are restricted in some way, like through zoning, like if part of your solution is we're going to build new housing, right? Um, you know, but you have zoning restrictions. You know, if if you know what those are and where you could build and what you could do, and you could 
uh, the AI bot could build a a plan around like, okay, here are the areas you could build. This is the amount of investment you would need. Um, these, these are the type of, you know, uh, companies that are willing to con- like construct and build. Like these are f- folks that are like contracting for these t- this type of work and kind of just put, put like some bones around uh, a plan. And then you, you kind of open that up and be like, okay, we don't need po- politicians or politics or policy to get involved at all with a free market and with people who care and, and corporations who care and entities who care, here's the solution. And all we need are these resources, uh, th- this type of plan, this type of, you know, execution model, you know, are folks willing to come together and make this happen? And with, with I think the main backing being they're like, we've got a, a, a very trustworthy bot that has demonstrated that this is going to improve the homelessness situation by, some some significant x percent right 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 and just to be like this isn't this isn't some somebody's this isn't a political platform somebody's thought about right in terms of like it, you know it's more opinion based then right it's just like oh you you can approach the different couple different ways no we've put the most robust and intense form of analytics behind this to to really increase the probability of making this outcome a, a reality with these parameters and with this condition and if, if we've got folks that are willing to come in to, to do this, we think this outcome is likely, right? Yeah. Um. Well, and I, I hate to be this guy again, <laughs> but you used a word called, you said trustworthy bot. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, which I. How, how are how, you so how distrusting, you? but 70% happy for the positive outcome? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is so weird. <laughs> I was not expecting this. Hi. <laughs> I'm positive. I'm excited and happy for positive outcomes that what it can do to make our lives easier. All right. I'm challenging like what it can, what it can do and be asked to do in a non factual, Mm -hmm. you know, zero and one world. And and I'm just saying, so like, again, you know, and, and I did, I keyed in on it. I'm like, you're, you know, a trustworthy bot, like what makes it a trustworthy bot? Like, honestly, if, you know, and, and, and you think about like putting information, you know, as it gathers information. And again, I would say, and based on everything you said, the most information then wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying, you know, if, if you're making a statement of, hey, like, it goes out and it finds all the information about, you know, to keep to this theme of how to help homelessness, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be all the people mm-hmm. that have provided information on how to overcome this homelessness problem everywhere. And that's what it's going to use to get to a data set to make a recommendation on how to help. That's and not so, necessarily true, though. And I think that's like where the AI technology is really shines is mm-hmm. it, it it will take information in there, mm-hmm. but it's also really good at taking all the facts that related or unrelated and using that to be able to generate some sort of response. Okay. So agree with what you're saying yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, if you're asking it to make some sort of judgment call yeah. versus versus help me understand 
what all the areas with high homeless rates have in common or, mm-hmm. or things that they don't, something yeah. like that. So, and I think that goes back to the problem definition piece, but I, I, I agree with that. And yeah. I, and I would say, and, and probably, you know, and, and then the, the fear is of course, and this is, you know, the other, um, and, and it might get, you know, of course it, it, it could easily get to this is then you start, when you start asking it to make, or, or how do you how do you program it to make judgment calls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that starts to get that starts to get very scary. Yeah. Yep. And that's where the whole beginning, like, and I I feel like I took us down a deep rabbit hole, but I was just trying to challenge some of the ability to gather factual data. Yeah. And and then I guess what I and and to say this out loud and think about a kind of funny, but a, a Netflix type of uh, scenario. And, and what I mean by that is like Netflix, you know, it goes through and you watch shows and it's like, Hey, here's other shows like this. Let me make a recommendation on that. So if you're thinking, Hey, can AI, um, you know, take, take, take my opinion, you know, you, you use, you said this, Brett, you know, like it's, you've been my assistant for so long yeah. and let me, let me take all these things. And here's a, here's something else that I think you'll like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it could do it in like a Netflix, you know, or video or, or maybe music suggested or Instagram or whatever, you know, we could go down the list. Yes, I do think it could help make a suggestion, but to take it to the part of, Hey, I'm going to let it tell me who I should vote for and, and help it and have it help make social policy seems terrifying to me you're saying you're letting it make that decision is we, the terrifying part not yeah. not using its output to like yeah. interpret and you, you, like yeah, form well, you, a decision yeah, but you to can, make you it. can use it and have it be a tool you just and and again i'll just go back to and that's where i just raised my hand and i said i disagreed where you you said hey i I'm going to ask it who I should vote for, and I think that would right. be great to because it'll tell me. And then you know, and then and then you brought up the thing that you know policy is is done in factual and stuff. And I was just saying, I disagree that I don't think it can be that yeah. cut and dry. And I know it's taken us down a really deep rabbit hole, but just saying like that's um, can it be a tool that can help for that? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it, I don't think it. And, and again, and I referenced, I would like to see what we can have it come up with, like, like figure out some opinions or, you know, some things that are, I, I guess some, some things that it's hard to get a factual answer on yeah. and see what comes out. So you would say if, if this was the Netflix recommendation engine, mm-hmm. you would never say, Hey, play the next show you think I like, because Actually, my kid just watched a bunch of cartoons on it, and now I'm watching Bluey for three weeks <laughs> to get it out of my my queue. Yeah, gotcha. Or, or well, or, or or and and at the same time, and and kind of like what I you know, oh, man, I, I just shut up. But I, you know, at the same time, like like things change. Yeah, I mean, and even with Netflix, I do like Bluey though. Honestly, <laughs> you you go down a comedy road, and then you. You know, I think I'm going to watch this. Oh, man, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about this documentary. You know, that's like the polar opposite of a of a, of a a comedy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, things change, mood changes. And then also, you know, talking about like politics and or, or policy or, or just actually anything. I mean, it how, how much 
what's going on in your world changes. Yeah. And, and I, I totally view that as how can we use that to make my life easier, whether it's voting or, or whatever the case may be. Like, and I, that's what you said, right? Like make, how can it help it make things easier? Yes. So that's, that's what I, when I'm talking about solving my problems, it's not making a decision for me for sure, but like making it easier for me to have the information that's relevant mm-hmm. versus weeding through all the BS. It kind of brings up the question of, and 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 we've been talking about it in 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 these different contexts. And Brett, you just said it. How can it help me versus how can it help society? Right, right. Whereas, like you, I think there's a lot of that's a very different motivation, though. Totally, oh, yeah. right. And I think, and I think, and I don't know if it's the right way to categorize it as like the the danger, but like because it, I, I because I know it hits every individual person, an algorithm like Instagram knows you better than, you know, you might know yourself and you can get lost in those holes because it, it knows all those habits and patterns. And mm-hmm. so when you were, to, if you were to turn AI inward, right, like it's going to help you and it's going to, it's going to feed onto your behaviors, your habits. I think generally is how we feel about it. Cause that's what's happening now. Right. Whereas when you pivot that to here is an issue that's affecting millions of people in different ways with different drivers and you know different outcomes how can you take all that stuff and output some things that are going to and this gets into ethics but it's like (laughs) how can you how can you take that input and actually you know create some recommendations some approaches that would improve the conditions of you would like to say everybody. The ethical piece of it is: do you, Are you trying to do it for everybody? Are you trying to do it for a certain group? Are you yeah. trying to? And and so I'm I'm in a I'm in a loop there with like real pickle. Yeah, yeah. it's a very pickle. So like, let me, let me bring us back then to the positive sides and give Ben a chance to redeem himself <laughs> uh, for all his his thirty percent negativity. L- last but, chance, Ben. But, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, what what are some things you're excited about? I know you've mentioned some before. I think you mentioned one on the last show. Yeah, I um, now what what I think some of the things I'm really excited for are to make some of the um, you know when it when it comes down to it is make some of these. Uh, arduous tasks right that are like so oh my gosh mind-numbing can it can it start to do some of those and automate some of those for you and and that could be easy you know like that, that could be anything like just going through and 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 we see some of this already like helping with you know, hey we just all got done doing our taxes right yeah can can it help go through and and assign some of those numbers correctly and and go through quickly and and do some of that fantastic right um you know from a business sense right and and they've been kind of using some of this for a while like some of those chat bots and really uh, automate a lot of like uh, customer service experience right hey i i need to return this item tell me give me a, a easy bullet point list of what to do what do i need to do you know right simple things like that that i think most humans are or most of us have have experienced most some of it. Yeah, I think, <laughs> most of us have experienced something That's like fantastic. that, right? Yeah, but um, man, and and then you know, and what's funny is I'm going to come back to this, but I feel like, and I I use that to net to to use the algorithm of 
of Instagram or Netflix or whatever you want to call to apply that to my life, um, if I can trust it, sounds fan freaking tastic. Mm-hmm. There are there's so many different entertainment. Oh my god! Restaurant, like all these choices. That's true. So and man, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, Netflix is pretty good. Like, I mean, I, you know, they, it, like, uh, and I mentioned this earlier, right? I mean, it, there's different moods, right? So that, that can be hard. Um, like, you know, for, for, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if there's something that you like, I mean, it, it gives you a suggestion of, of, you know, let's say 10 shows to watch. Seven of them are entertaining. I mean, it, it's better than 50%. Mm-hmm. So to, so to think about applying that to all, you know, heck, vacation spots, right? Mm hmm. What to do on the weekend? Restaurant, you know, you just keep going. Um, what what new music to listen to? Mm-hmm. And instead of just always having my same voice back at me, but kind of go through. So, um, and well, I mean, I you know, I I think there's also uh, you know that that's like some kind of practical things. Yeah, I have to say this because yeah. I you you said to make your everyday life. It's like wake up at five thirty, have a beer, take a nap, eat a donut. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like this is my best life. Oh, Thanks, man, AI. <laughs> I mean, that's what the Facebook algorithm would give you, right? You'd be like, ah, oh, this is great. Meanwhile, your wife's ready to divorce you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Think. I, I mean, it, it. It is funny to think about because. Because now you're in a household and say it's just you and your your wife or your partner. And and now you have two algorithms telling you exactly what you want. But, mm-hmm. you know, meshing that with somebody else at the same time then becomes a problem. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that then you need AI to say like, oh, and go, you know, interface with this other person's assistant so we can mm. make sure we're still talking at the end of the day. Which is not something I feel is or has ever been a focus of you know technology and social connection right right yeah it's always been like we want to me 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 we want to draw you in and if there are people around you we only care about connecting you to them if it's going to help us keep you here on on the platform or using the thing so that would that's almost like new new territory i feel that could be a very easy chat gpt app is like what are things i can do for my wife this week it'd be it's an interesting thought for the application of ai right where i think a lot of our discussion around this topic has been you know let's not lose humanity you know and as we're you know diving headfirst into this new age of technology and advancement um and and that there's probably upside there, right? Like there's probably ways that we can begin to integrate this. And honestly, you probably should because it's not going away. Yeah. So instead of maybe fighting it or resisting it, it's it's where you would really want to have some thought around how can this be a tool that helps us be more human with not just like, you know, in terms of like feeling it yourself, but connecting with others too. With instead your... of pulling us apart, it's pushing us together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to add another interesting um, and, and I, well, and I don't know how you guys feel about this. I'd love to get your opinions, but I was thinking also from a artistic 
point of view. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not very, I, I don't feel like I'm very creative or, or artistic at all. A song, hey, I can, I can get to here. Mm-hmm. I can't bring in drums or piano or, you know, I don't, whatever that would be. Right. I mean, we, you know, I, I see a huge benefit is that it could help open the cre- creativity door for people. Yeah. And let them let them out and create more, mm-hmm. which is ultimately adding, you know, more culture, you know, get, it, it frees up a different part of your brain or stuff. I, 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 I think how, how awesome that could be. I think that's I think that's one of the best positives you brought up. And, and I think it's so it, last show you brought up something similar right i think it was it was the bear example you said you know if i can draw the outline of a bear but i can't do fur can i do it right but like mm-hmm. and I, and what we what we where we went was oh what's copyright law like who does the art belong to right and that's that's like i think the default place for people to go right now yeah but if you squash all that and just look at the shit that person just became more creative they were able to express themselves in a way without you know, you know, if they're limited in some sense, it's not, it's actually facilitating something beautiful, something important to that person. Um, I think the other example you had was, Hey, if I can sing, but I can't play a damn instrument and I don't, I don't know who around me or where I'm going to get that. If I can have AI help create the sound that I want, but I provide the voice, like that's a, that's a cool thing. That's an awesome idea. Um, and, and why wouldn't you want someone to be able to express themselves that way? Um, knowing i mean copyright and legal things that that's going to be there all the time but like at the core of it is is can you be more expressive can you be more of you with some help right no i think that's a great great point ben yeah and i i'm sorry i played both sides of that i played <laughs> played it as a negative last time but but I, today i'm more bringing about like just the person yeah. yeah like just to be more connected yeah so I'm going to attack it from a slightly different lens, given we just said AI pulling people apart versus pushing them together. And this feels uh, like a moment where you're actually starting to pull people apart again. And I'm not saying it's not a good thing because I think it's fantastic. But now I'm like, hey, I have, I'm sitting in my basement and be like, I'm going to do a podcast with three of my buddies, AI1, AI2, and AI3. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're going to have a podcast and I can do what I want. Versus maybe reaching out to somebody that I that I know mm-hmm. wants to podcast or has done it before and saying, "Hey, I was thinking about how to do this. Can mm-hmm. can we connect over podcasting?" So, it, it, you know, I mean, this is to truly like a, a weird yin and yang moment in my head where it's like positive has just as much. I don't know if it's negative, but there's there's truly a a, a, a different side to it. It's a double-edged well, sword. Well, I'd like to ask Taylor. So, ta- I mean, yeah. Taylor, don't you think? Or oh, I I was putting words in your mouth. Leading the witness. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I totally was. I totally was. <laughs> you know, Taylor. I mean, you know, I would wonder. Tell me about your experience with and and just because you said you use Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean. I would like to hear about your experience with Instagram and how that either does connect you or keeps you away from people. Yeah. So I view it as something that honestly keeps me away from people. I use it as a thing kind of like when I'm bored. Um, I, I love Star Wars and I love fitness, right? And so like it pushes me that stuff constantly. But 
when I'm when I'm in the gram, I'm not really the way I use it is not to be like, I, I want to connect with this fitness coach, right? Like, or I'm really curious about what, like, you know, are some new techniques I can use in the gym. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, somewhat, I care about like the latest news and developments for Star Wars, right? They're making movies and shows all the time, but I, I can get that at anywhere, right? So, and, and I, I don't use that to like, reach out or connect with other people. It's it's a place that I go to kind of like escape and just like hide away. Um, I, and I know that's, so that's my experience and I do want to like acknowledge the, the flip side of it. My partner's really good about this. She uses it for the exact opposite. She's just like, um, I have so many friends that don't live where I'm at, but are doing really cool things. And I share that on Instagram and she uses it as a communication tool. So like she's got a friend that's opening a restaurant across the country. She was reaching out and said, Hey, this is awesome. This is cool. See that you're doing this. Um, and then, you know, they connect that way and they're keeping up with each other. And, and so it is facilitating the connection. Is it going to push or is it going to pull? It's going to do both. Right. Um, and, and how, and, and, and like why are going to be different. Right. Um, so I, I, it's it's weird right there's no there's no perfect way i think to really do this like the full circle back to unintended consequences um those are going to be a thing right you're going to have the best intentions maybe uh, with pushing out something like a like a chat gpt will it actually um manifest your intentions and even if it does what what are the other things that could happen really is up to how the individual mm -hmm. interfaces with it yep. and uses it to, to tell wh whether it's going to be, um, you know, whether it's going to connect you to other people or pull you away from other, from people. Mm -hmm. And, and quite frankly, not necessarily those things are bad. E even, you know, if, if you have a healthy relationship with people and you're, you're out, you know, to, to pull away for an hour isn't bad. Yeah. True. So true. And, and, and the other can be true too, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're kind of a, an introverted person at work and then you get done with work and you use your term that I have never heard before in the gram, <laughs> and you're going to use that to connect with people. Then... Oh, poor grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then... <laughs> oh my then, goodness. <laughs> Then uh, this no, show was explicit. Yeah, <laughs> two E's on this one. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, right? I mean, you know, seriously, like, yeah. you you can. So it goes either way. It does, yeah. and and honestly, it's never going to be the same, even because all and and what I'll just fold into my little little spiel there was my partner. She does use the connect, but all too often she'll be on their way longer than she intended because she got trapped like yep. on something mm -hmm. else, right? So. It, it, again, there's no, it's never going to be just one thing or one way. <laughs> Brett, what is your, uh, what positives do you see from AI? Positives? I, I'm really excited about the educational side of this, mm. um, to be perfectly honest, because I think. Ex expand, what do you mean? Like yeah. to teach us stuff or, or like, yeah. un or university? Uh, like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. All of the above. And, and so I can tell you a little bit about myself is, you know, love DIY stuff. I used to go buy manuals for cars or wherever I could find information and go find those to figure out how to mess around with stuff. One of the things very early on, I liked messing around with electronics, taking stuff apart, putting it together, but there wasn't really a good source of, of DIY, just playing around with electronics. 
go to the library. I could read stuff, but it was really hard to find. So Google was a godsend for me to find information, uh, kind of allowed me to do a lot of different things and innovate with electronics, you know, just, and I say innovate very lightly, but YouTube, even better. I can see it. I'm a visual person. I can copy it. I can do whatever I want if I want to do it. Like that's how I learn. And the public school system isn't really set up to, to be optimized, to, to let everybody learn the way that they're, they need to be learning. Totally. And I think AI can really help that side of things Hmm. by being able to put, maybe pull together multiple types of curriculum Mm -hmm. based on the student, the student's behaviors, the students like feedback they're given the systems of what really makes them learn. And so, you know, maybe a, a classroom becomes less about here's, here's a math classroom, here's the specific curriculum but you're in here with with other students learning similar things, but you all have a more tailored learning experience that's going to really, like, be what you want it to be. So some kids will be farther along, some kids won't. That's fine. Could be English, all of it, and uh, that's exciting to me. Like, I honestly think that could be a huge game changer for schools if if done properly. Hmm. That's a really good one. I like that one a lot. Thank you. Yeah. I can give you a great uh, just personal story around that too. It's uh, my son has a, a, a gene disorder. Um, it's a gene mutation actually, and it manifests as chronic pain. He's been going through this for, for many years, and the first several years going to doctors, they had no idea what was going on. It is such a rare gene mutation that very few people had even studied about it, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can imagine a world where you know, the first doctor's visit, if you know all the symptoms, even though it's rare, it's right there on the screen. So you can kind of check things off in a very logical way that says it's not any of these, but that leaves this really rare one. I don't know enough about that. So I'm going to send them to somebody that does. Mm-hmm. So to, that could have probably shortened his his diagnosis from one year, two years, whatever it was, yeah. to one visit. Mm-hmm. which is awesome. That's a really good point too, because the, the way, and I am not at all a doctor, um, but from- Doctor of love. That's different, okay? <laughs> right? If we're going to keep this show explicit, we, we, can, are. we can dive deeper. But uh, you know, from the folks that I do know who are, are doctors and in the medical fields, a lot of um, you know, the way medication works and, um, you know, prescription works, it's like trial and error. Yeah. It's like, we're going to start you at this dosage on this combination of meds, see how you do. Yeah. Um, and we'll tweak it from there. Like we'll go up, we'll go down, but it is not like, it's a science, but it's less of a, of a like defined science, right? Everyone's yeah. different. And so again, I think your point is solid. Whereas like you could probably have a tool or something in the sphere that says, of all the cases we've seen of people that have been diagnosed with this or, you know, with these symptoms, whatever it is, um, th- these are like the, the things that the medications, the dosages that have worked best or w- way to start, like yep. taking all these different c- parameters and being like, hey, for people that look similar to this condition, this is what, this is, this is it. Like, start, this is what or works. start here. Start, like, exactly. Yeah. Or at least start here. Like, you get a better starting point at that point. So my, my son has, we still don't have like a solid medicine regimen that, that helps his pain enough. 
and he's very sensitive to medicine changes. So mm-hmm. we have like these long periods where we have to ramp it up slowly. And then if that doesn't work, um, then we have to, to wean him off really mm-hmm. slowly. Mm-hmm. And so it's been years of medicine changes. And so for sure that could, that could help. For sure. The, the last show we talked about uh, picking a coalition to help us navigate um, this world in AI in response to the letter that that all the leaders signed to slow down the uh, productionalization of AI models to to get some safeguards in place. So we thought it would be good to, <laughs> to pick a coalition and uh, to help us navigate through these crazy times. So uh, Taylor, would you like to to kick us off here? I'd be, I'd be happy to. I started trying to think of like who are famous figures I know, people who I think like represent values that um, I could bring into the coalition. Had to squash that quick because you just don't know the people that you see on TV or that you hear in the news uh, are being like, you know, really like people are going to have their own opinions on those folks, right? So I stepped back and I was like, all right, well, let's just stick with the values. Like, let's just stick with. Who do I like? What do I want represented on this coalition? Um, I have five people. I have five representatives, okay. and the best way that I could do this for our listeners to like chime in, it's like like really connect, maybe. Um, it, and it's not for all of them, but I tried to pick like movie and TV characters, right? That kind of embody that representation. Um, again, not all, so it'll be a mix of real people and fake people, but here, here's the coalition. Um, so the first one was I wanted the youngest developer at OpenAI, Um, and I wanted that person to bring in the angles of, okay, what is, what is actually possible, right? If chat GPT is kind of the leading edge of the technology, I want someone on the coalition who actually knows what's like technically possible and how it gets there. Youngest in terms of age or experience? Age. Okay. And and the reason for that, that's the other kind of angle I had with this role is I wanted someone with a generational aspect of, hey, there's lots of life ahead of me. I want to make sure that it's going to be good, right? So that, that was the first kind of thought that came to mind. Person number two um, was a global... Economic, uh, economist, uh, global economist. Um, I wanted that person to bring the angle of this is how the world works right now, right? Like, okay, if we have someone, if the chat GPT developer is going to be, here's what's possible. We need to know what's possible today, right? In the world and kind of how it's heading and how it's put together. Um, and not just from like an American perspective, you know, like a truly global economist. Yeah. The person I think about this um, only Brett's going to be able to appreciate this, and he's a real person. But I thought of our uh, economics professor, Dr. Zucchino, when Brett and I were getting our MBAs together, and he was he was just a super cool guy. He was very down to earth, um, very wise about like, how things work around the world. But you can just tell the dude he's not like he's not like a, a money hungry guy. Like he's teaching a, a college, you know, Saturday afternoon class. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if he was even retired or not, or, you know, but you can just tell he's just a chill dude that knows and is, has this genuine curiosity how the world works. So he was my, my second one as like the global economist. Three um, was a social psychologist or philosopher. Um, this is a real person. Um, his name is Jonathan Haidt. Um, he, um, has, I actually got introduced to him also through school for some of his work. Um, but he, 
uh, does a lot of work around like what makes people happy. Um, he's also done some work around the tragedy of commons, uh, you know, something that Brett and I have brought up on the show many times on, you know, how do people with different motivations and understandings and languages coexist essentially. So I thought he was a great one. Uh, four criminal psychologist or oh, interesting. Yeah, one of the so it, I have here on the list. It's criminal psychologist or cyber criminal slash hacker. I think I still think I lean towards the criminal psychologist, um, just because I want someone who can essentially bring the bad guy angle, right? Like, so even with the Chat GPT developer being like, "This is what's possible," I want someone on the on the committee to be like, "This is how it." Like, okay, this is really what can be done yeah. with it, right? The person I thought for that was Clarice Starling from oh. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, <laughs> cool. you know, and she was an FBI agent, so not necessarily a psychologist, but that vibe, you know, where she's Tell just like, Taylor, yeah, <laughs> the lambs still crying. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she was a yeah she was, you know like she know she gets it right she yeah. she is isn't a criminal, but she yeah. knows the mind of one, right? Yeah. Um, and then my last person on the committee was someone who would bring, uh, was an international human rights worker. And I don't actually have a, um, like a, a person for this, like a, a, a TV example or anything like that. But I wanted someone that could really bring um, the perspective of what is, is as best as possible, the common man, woman, from around the world, right? Like not just the American perspective, but hey, here are the things that really you see in the in human society, like around the world, right? Just like what makes people people. So I wanted that on the committee. Um, Love it. Yeah, few couple things, few last things. I thought a lot about this. Yeah, yeah. But I have some disqualifiers um, and conditions for being on the committee. So the first is no overlapping demographics, meaning. None of the five can, and, and, and I say this like I've picked some people, but really the idea is I want the themes of those people on the committee. So like, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be them, but I wanted the, their themes. Um, so no overlapping demographics being like, there can be no overlap or same race, heritage, gender identity, sexual orientation, religion, home country. And it sounds extreme, but like five people around the world like to fit in these, like it's, it's my coalition and that's how it's got to be. Super diverse crew. <laughs> Absolutely. Like and then also nobody from the top 2% of wealth holders and no political figures. And that, that is my committee and how I would structure it. Interesting. All right. Yeah. What, um, why, what was the, the thought behind no political figures as a disqualifier? Couldn't trust them. I yeah. can't, tr I mean, even like, the 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 politicians that you feel really get it and connect you connect with personally or you just can't trust their motives and it's almost like they're they're too corrupted one way or the other you know what i mean yeah. um it is the way i felt like the 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 motivations and the intentions to to actually enact you know a, a like not maybe a policy whatever it is right whatever's going to come out of the coalition there's there's going to be other motivations behind a politician i feel and so that's why I had to cross them off my list. Even if they have the best of intentions, I just, the fact that you're on, someone's going to say, I don't like that. I don't like him or her or that person. Yeah. And it's going to, I don't know. I, that's kind of where I landed. I just, I couldn't really feel they would bring their authentic, altruistic self to the table. Yeah. That makes sense. Call it the MC Hammer rule. Yeah. Can't trust us. Yep. All right. <laughs> I saw exactly where you're going. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Ben, okay. what, what you got going on? Um, I love your list, and I feel like there was a lot of good thought there. Um, 
My, I put a lot of thought into mine, but mine is definitely a little bit more lighthearted than yours. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of time on my hands recently. No, 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 so you're I, good, I, you're I, good. And, but, but actually, it all ties in together. So what, what's funny is my, my very first person that I would put on the list, um, I was trying to think of the most universally accepted artist. Ah. And I did all modern-day stuff. So I came up with Taylor Swift. Nice. And and this is kind of funny, but I was like, man, like she writes her own music, this and that. And I and I think she I don't think she's super decisive, right? Like I, yeah. I don't think, you know, it's not like you know, one group likes her, hates her, or whatever. I, I think she's universe and, and I think she's very talented and stuff. So I really wanted a artist on the board to be able to give their input about AI, right? Love that. I and you know, you, you get in the weeds, but you know, she's she's just a, a an artist there. Um, you know, a next person that goes against your grain, but man, I I definitely um, I think there has to be somebody like this on the board. Is uh, Jamie Dimon? Mm. It was the J.P. Morgan Chase CEO. Yep. And you know, like him or not, he um, has done a good job of you know leading a. a Probably one of the world's largest financial institutions, and and one of the things that I really like about him is he kind of speaks his mind, and like I've heard him like talk out about like cryptocurrency and some of those things, and you know, kind of be like, you know, that this isn't real. Like, let's talk about real things. Mm-hmm. So I I think you you know to, to have somebody from from that input, I he the my next person on my list was somebody that actually is to help. Um, keep it in line. And so Uh-oh. I, uh, yeah, no, well, I, Hulk Hogan. I, yeah, but you've, you've got to, you've got to follow with me here. Here, So, so, uh, Mars pet food All right. is the largest pet food company in the world. Okay. And so one of the things that scares me a lot about AI is that we will treat AI Due to AI, what a lot of times we do to our pets hmm. and are to, you know, so we will, you know, we, we'd look at our pets or something, right? And we would say, oh, you know, there are, our dog is hungry or it's this or that. that. Those are easy things, right? You know, you, you take it out. But then all of a sudden you start putting, um, you know, you start putting human emotions on them mm-hmm. or we put human emotions on our things, and, and, you know, and, and heck Taylor even brought this up, like start trusting the bot. Well, you know, it's, it's really just giving you information. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm very confident that all these pet food people, all they do is try to make us think that our pets are people hmm. and that we have to spend, you know, so I kind of a funny way to look at it. So I, I want to, you love know, this. <laughs> I like this. Just we have you're saying pet food people. It's like a new category of. <laughs> well, you and, and I came up with that from like you know you think about how much money we spend on our pets every year. Yeah, and and where that's gone and how that market has just grown because we have you know put put all this on our our animals. So, 
that was that was my uh, third person. Shout out to all the pet food people listeners yeah. out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. need you. <laughs> I know. Well, and and just to and and maybe say like, hey guys, like let's not you know let's not humanize this too much. And then my last person, um, and and I don't know. Uh, I would like a um, you know a, a spiritual person involved. And I don't know how I, I I struggled with this one. Like I don't know how to bring in somebody that um, that kind of oversee, you know, that 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 is able to to bring in something. You know, I I don't want to just you know, I, I don't want to just say hey, a, a a religious leader from here or a, you know, or 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 even a, a somebody that you know, like a Buddhist or you know, meditation or something. But I definitely think that if you're going to have a coalition that's going to talk about AI. Then I would want somebody to come in with a, you know, that has strong tie to, you know, ethics and spirituality and talk about some of this stuff to, to say that, hey, there, there is more here than just, you know, zeros and ones that we're programming. We're going to be affecting people's lives. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Totally got some things that I missed on here. I love the spiritual angle. Um, in Taylor, like the diversity thing, I think is is important um, for sure. Um, my list, so you're gonna love this. Okay, Doctor Zucchino, yep. first on the list. Yep. I think that's a shoe in. Global global economics uh, professor. Um, yeah, same reasons. I, I just wanted somebody that could represent the financial side on a on a global scale mm-hmm. um, and think about this from different angles. And I I felt like he brought a real. Uh, non-political skewed um, opinion um, that was based on a lot of objectivity. So I totally, it's one of the reasons I loved him. Um, yeah. So my second person that I, that I brought in, you know, um, they're they're dead. So that that's my twist right it's now. Be tough to um, get that one on, yeah. but okay. And you know, this was also influenced by um, our, our MBA, or specifically our trip to South Africa. But Nelson Mandela's yep. coming with me. Yep. Um, and the reason I chose him were a lot of reasons, but he just faced so much adversity. Uh, he he was committed to the vision of of changing society, um, but more than anything, like uh, I don't know in history if we've ever seen like two sides that were so opposed have to come together so quickly Mm -hmm. in apartheid. I mean, not that it's in the best shape today, but that's an incredible feat. Um, And so uh, I'm also thinking he was in prison for 27 years. Yep. So uh, if this is a long fight, yep. yeah, he knows he's going to cut you if stuff goes wrong. He almost made my list, and I, I thought hard about the no politicians rule and he was the one that gave you the most consternation so i love that pick yeah uh third and going against the uh mc hammer rule here is (laughs) uh, i chose i wanted a politician i didn't really look at nelson mandela as one uh necessarily but uh, i i I wanted somebody that would have global connections Mm -hmm. to to open doors Mm -hmm. and that is strictly the role that i wanted them to play um you know, I, I think to to make this work, you're going to have to to get through some power dynamics that exist out there. That's fair. Um, I, I it was really hard for me to narrow this one down, but I I was going U.S. presidents, and really the only one I think I can choose out of that group is Barack right now. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. uh, he's he had charisma in the role, um, and so 
that that's why I went with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one that I have, I only had four, was um, and this is this is kind of more of a theme than anything, but I wanted somebody that was really trying to represent society from a, an empirical perspective. Yeah. And so Dana Boyd, and I believe she works with Microsoft a bit now as a consultant, um, but she started a company um, that was uh, called Data and Society. She has this listed on her LinkedIn profile, quote, recognizing the need to better understand how data-driven technologies were shaping broader social issues. She founded the Research Institute, Mm. um, unquote. So... I thought that was a good choice to to represent that world, and I I I was thinking I almost steered away from any technical person hmm. altogether, and and I brought her in just from the data and society perspective when when I came across her profile, but but the reason being is I wanted these people to not be solving a technical problem, right. And I think a lot of the people out there in the tech space right now are too focused on technology and less about the social aspect of things. So I figured my crew is going to go out there and they should be very strong at finding the experts that they need to make decisions and pulling that information together. So uh, that's my coalition. Let's go. Hey, thanks for joining us again. Subscribe to the show if you like what you hear. Leave us feedback at Boardroom FM. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day. Take care, folks. Let's go.